98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, all eyes on key states in the US presidential election, with most of them too close to call. The police deny they are targeting the media following yesterday's arrest of an RTHK producer and an infectious diseases expert says the 14-day quarantine requirement could be dropped altogether for some places. Tight battles are emerging in key U.S. states after a hotly contested presidential election. President Trump appears to have a three-point lead in Florida over his Democratic rival Joe Biden, but the race is too close to call. Crucial races are also taking place for the Senate, with a third of the seats up for grabs. BBC's Pete Bowes has the latest. With the presidential race still all to play for, the makeup of the new U.S. Senate is beginning to become clear. The Democrats have picked up a seat from the Republicans in Colorado, but in Kentucky, the Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, has been re-elected for a seventh term in office. Joe Biden's hopes of becoming the next president appear to hinge on results from the American Midwest, the so-called Rust Belt states like Michigan and Wisconsin that Donald Trump won in 2016. But it could take a while. Postal ballots in those states may take several days to count, delaying the final result until the end of the week. Chris Coons, the Democrat senator for the state of Delaware, says he's confident about the final result. He criticised Donald Trump for the way he dealt with the coronavirus pandemic. I am hopeful that if every vote that's been cast is counted, that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be the next president and vice president. We've had a record turnout, both in terms of early voting in person and by mail, more than 100 million. And the reports coming in across the country tonight are quite encouraging. Donald Trump has misled us in his response to the pandemic. He's divided us by his approach to the American people. Where he sees a division, he cracks it open uh, even wider for his own benefit and his bungled mishandling of the pandemic has made the recession worse and longer than it ever should have been. This Trump supporter in Pennsylvania explains why she's supporting the president. The main reason I'm backing him is for his policies. The economy has been so much better during the Trump administration versus the Obama administration. And I fear that a Biden administration would be much the same as, as the Obama. The first election, I voted for him as well. And the reasons were a little bit different. I thought we could really use a strong businessman to run the country. Journalism professor has accused police of moving the goalposts after arresting a journalist who searched the personal information of car owners from a government database. RTHK producer Bauer Choi is accused of violating the road traffic ordinance by making false statements for the search, which is meant purely for legal or transport purposes. She'd worked on TV programmes covering last year's July the 1st gang rampage in Yunlong. Professor Francis Lee, the director of the Chinese University's Journalism School, called the arrest shocking and strange an established practice and there seems to have been a tacit agreement among all parties in the society, all parties involved, that this kind of search done by reporter should be allowed. So although there is no explicit statement on the form saying that journalists doing reporting is allowed to use information, however, it has been established practice, I would say there has been a strong tacit agreement among all parties in the past. But the force denied allegations that it was targeting the media or individual programs. Francis Sitt reports. 
The head of the police public relations branch, Kenneth Kwok, told RTHK that the force respected press freedom, but had to act after finding someone had broken the law upon receiving a report from the public. RTHK producer Bao Choi is charged with violating the road traffic ordinance by allegedly making false statements when conducting car plate searches. The program she had worked on had shown people linked to the Yunnan attacks later being picked up by vehicles. Car registration searches are only allowed for transport matters or legal proceedings. Mr Kwok said the law was clear and had to balance the protection of personal data with the public's right to know. Security Minister John Lee also brushed aside allegations that police had retaliated against the RTHK producer. Mr Lee says officers didn't pick who to probe, insisting the case was brought to light because of a privacy complaint. So if police receive a complaint, they have to act accordingly and do the investigation according to what the complaint is all about. So it is a reactive investigation as a result of a complaint. So it is the case circumstances which decide which is the subject of investigation. Barrister from the Progressive Lawyers Group says it's easy for reporters to fall into the trap of violating the law. Duncan Ho says the Department of Transport narrowed the permitted search purposes for car registrations late last year, meaning applicants can no longer choose others. He says journalists can challenge the case in court. The limitation of the application for register being limited to those three purposes without an option for media to obtain those information for news investigation or news report purposes would contravene the guaranteed press freedom under the basic law. Pro-democracy activist Tam Takchi is facing an additional charge of conspiracy to commit uttering seditious words, in addition to more than 10 other charges he is facing. The West Kowloon Court Chief Magistrate So Waitak ruled that the prosecution could lay the extra charge this morning and allowed the cases to be transferred to the district court later this month. That's after the prosecution alleged Mr Tam had passed his microphone to another person to shout slogans and seditious words at a street booth in Mong Kok in July. The other charges Mr Tam is facing include uttering seditious words and holding an unauthorised assembly. Civic Party leader Alvin Young has expressed concern as pro-establishment lawmakers move to amend LegCo's House rules to curb filibustering. Changes proposed by the DAB's Horace Chung include amending the election process for committee chairs and vice chairs, such as having the House committee chair appoint another person to preside over an election if a committee fails to pick a chairman within 30 minutes. Mr Young says his rivals may be taking action after seeing the impasse at the House committee election last year and scuffles at the committee that was vetting the extradition bill. They are basically using all different avenues to achieve one thing, that is total and complete control of LegCo. They may end filibustering here at LegCo, but they cannot end controversies or calm people by changing the rules. Democratic Party lawmaker James Toe says families of victims of a ferry sinking off Lama Island in 2012 may file a private prosecution. Mr Toe, who's a lawyer, said police told him and the families in a meeting yesterday that the Department of Justice concluded no further prosecution was possible due to insufficient evidence. But Mr Toe said police had new testimony from a Spanish engineer and could appeal for more evidence by offering a reward. He said the families might take legal action apart from hoping the coroner would launch a probe. 
A meeting between the Labour Department, Cathay Pacific and the flag carrier's cabin crew has failed to avert a deadline set later today for staff to sign new contracts. That will permanently slash their salaries and benefits. The Cathay Pacific Flight Attendance Union is demanding that Cathay make pay cuts temporary and give staff until November 21st to consider the new terms. Speaking afterwards, the union's vice chairwoman, Amber Soon, said Labour officials had asked the airline to consider the demands, but she said Cathay stood firm. The company turned down each and every of our demands. They have no sincerity in answering and extending the deadline or to make it a temporary contract. But then uh, we in turn asked for a regular review, a yearly review that involved the union, that recognized union participation. We have emphasized why this is important because the union represents a majority of our uh, Hong Kong-based cabin crew and we can help bring their voices into the management team. An infectious diseases expert has suggested the 14-day quarantine requirement could be dropped altogether for some places. University of Hong Kong professor Benjamin Cowling was commenting after the government announced that from Friday all arrivals apart from the mainland Taiwan and Macau must undergo hotel quarantine. Currently, the measure applies only to high-risk countries, while others isolate at home. But Professor Cowling says it's better to take a risk-based approach. We have to have an approach that takes into account the risk posed by people coming into Hong Kong from different parts of the world. So if someone comes into Hong Kong today from Taiwan or from New Zealand, it's really a really a minimal risk, absolutely minimal risk that they might have COVID because there's no COVID in their points of origin. So I don't know if it's really necessary for them to even do 40-day quarantine. Three years after breaking away from Antarctica, the world's biggest iceberg is bearing down on the South Atlantic island of South Georgia, posing a threat to the area's rich wildlife. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Amos. South Georgia is the graveyard for many of Antarctica's greatest icebergs. They get drawn up from the White Continent on strong currents, only for their deep keels to catch in the shallows surrounding the British Overseas Territory. These giants have been known to stick around for years, slowly melting away. The biggest iceberg right now is called A68. It weighs hundreds of billions of tonnes. But it's relatively thin, meaning it could come right up to South Georgia's coast before anchoring. If that happens, say scientists, it could block seals and penguins getting food for their young, as well as crushing all life on the seafloor. China's shock last-minute decision to suspend the record-breaking IPO of technology giant Ant Group has hammered shares of founder Jack Ma's e-commerce company Alibaba. Shanghai Stock Exchange cited issues such as changes in the fintech supervisory environment and whether Ant Group could now meet listing requirements. Tomorrow's dual debut was also postponed for Hong Kong. Alex Wong, a director of of asset management at Ample Capital, says it'll have a cooling effect on Hong Kong's IPO market, but it's better it happened before the debut rather than shares collapsing afterwards. He says it's not good for China's image and will raise concerns about doing business on the mainland. It shouldn't happen before the IPO debut. If it happened after the IPO debut and fell sharply, then I think that the damage probably may be more. But I think that it would still affect the image because it weighs the concern of quality risk in doing business in China. So that's it is a real damage here. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,915. That's 27 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $90 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 105.01 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 7 cents. 
Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. We start with football and Liverpool's emphatic victory in the European Champions League. They were 5-0 winners away to the Italian side Atalanta. Diogo Jota made his first Champions League start for Liverpool and scored a hat-trick. He's got six goals in the last four games. Well, I'm playing in the best team in my career so far. That's for sure. I don't know if it was my best moment, but obviously... Uh, scoring goals, it's it's my my way of playing football. So I'm really happy with this and with the result, of course, great win away in Champions League. So good moment, good night. Liverpool have won three out of three in the group stage. Their boss Jurgen Klopp couldn't be more pleased. It was the performance we needed tonight, um, just because the opponent is really strong, can cause you massive problems, um, and the boys played, my boys played an incredible game. Frontline, defending and attacking, outstanding, not to catch really, uh, midfield organization, uh, desire, um, readiness, top, top level, last line, pushing up with knowing the threat Muriel and Zapata can cause. Um, Gomez, who is a key player for them, um, we... How can I say tonight? I don't think you can defend him in three, four games in a row, but tonight we could defend him. That was essential. So everybody, and, and then you, you win the game 5-0, could score more goals, but your goalie has still to make three world-class saves. Um, so everybody was involved. The boys who came on, um, contribution, brilliant, mood, outstanding. So yes, it was a really good game. In the same group, a depleted Ajax squad went to Denmark and came out 2-1 winners over Michelin. The Dutch side traveled without their regular goalkeepers, who had to be isolated following a COVID-19 outbreak at the club. Manchester City have also made it three wins out of three, but were made to work against Olympiacos. The match at Etihad Stadium finished 3-0 for the hosts, but the city boss Pep Guardiola felt his side should have killed the game earlier. Exceptional first half. Unfortunately, uh, we could not finish with more goals because uh, we played really well. The second half we struggled, but uh, when we scored the second one, the game was over. Of course, it's a good, uh, a good, uh, yeah, three games, three nine points. We have, we need uh, three more points on one more point to qualify. Bayern Munich have extended their record Champions League winning streak to 14 games. Robert Lewandowski scored twice in their 6-2 win at RB Salzburg. Atletico Madrid drew one all at Lokomotiv Moscow. In Group B, Real Madrid revived their campaign with a 3-2 home win over Inter Milan. Rodrigo scored the winner on the 80th minute. Borussia Mönchengladbach topped the group after they blasted Shakhtar Donetsk. 6-0. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. All eyes on key states in the US presidential election, with most of them too close to call. Police deny they are targeting the media following yesterday's arrest of an RTHK producer and an infectious disease expert says the 14-day quarantine requirement could be dropped altogether for some places. And that's the news from RTHK. Oh, oh, in the name of being somebody too. What? You can tell me anything Something wrong or right Pick me up and get me out of here While I still got an appetite 
somebody that somebody cares about. Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. I've lost track of time, basically. Many thanks uh, to the great guests and Hugh Chiverton and his team, Hugh and Danny and Peter Lewis, for a marathon uh, coverage. And it was produced by Michelle and also Raphael and Janice and Jim. Wow, we're taking a break from American politics for the next uh, hour and a half, if you like, until three o'clock. And on today's 123 show, we'll be catching up with one of the authors of this year's International Literary Festival. As you know, we are the proud broadcast partners uh, for them. So we'll be featuring a number of the creatives uh, from the festival. And today we'll be chatting with Caitlin Chan, who is a local cartoonist. And we'll be chatting about her recent work and, of course, her involvement with the festival. That'll be in about 10 minutes or so. And we invite you to join us on Facebook as well. Noreen Mir on our RTHK Radio 3 is the Facebook page to do so. And um, and 